You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So we are wrapping up a wonderful campaign that we started, uh, this is the fifth week, so four, four weeks ago, uh, called Finding Your Way Back to God. And it's, it's going through the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15. And from that, we have learned already four awakenings. Uh, last week, we talked about the awakening of love. Remember that? The awakening of love. And, and, and uh, I brought four points that I just kind of want to touch on. Uh, before I go on to the fifth awakening. But the four points that we talked about with love is that love always comes with a choice. The love of God will always come with a choice because none of us are robots and none of us are slaves. Amen? We're free. The praise and worship, we're free to, we're free to, have you noticed we're free to lift up our hands? We're free to sing. We're free to say, Jesus, you're amazing. You're wonderful. You're good. God, you're, 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 you're so amazing. Or we're free to say, God, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? <laughs> and that's what some of us do. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> and we're free. To choose, we're free to choose people that we can love. We're we're free free to forgive. We're free to live in our bitterness and in our anger and our strife. Love always comes with a choice. And then we also learn that love, and let's just talk. God's love is not ashamed of any of us. Even after all we've done, even after all the mess-ups we have, all the, all the mistakes, all the failures that we've made, you know, the, the, the young prodigal, uh, the, the, the son, he went off and, and everyone was mocking the dad because he took his money, his inheritance before he had died. And all of them were saying, I, I, I can't believe that, that, you know, the community were coming around probably saying, You're, look what your son did. They were ridiculing him, but he was, his love was not ashamed of his son as soon as he was awakened to God's love, the Father welcomed him back. And you need to know that. And no matter how bad we've messed up, no matter how bad your kids have messed up, no matter how bad your neighbors have messed up, God's love is not ashamed of them. He'll welcome them back. And that's so, so vital to all of us. We also learned that God's love will actually run after us. He, he ran after his son. As a, as a younger son came back, he didn't wait and thinking he's done this, he's done that, he's done, he, you know, he, he, he made a mockery of me and my family. He ran to him. He picked up his tunic and he did what a, a distinguished Jew would never do is he ran to his son and he loved him. And the, the fourth thing that we learned about God's love is that God's love will meet us right where we're at with all our warts with all our setbacks with all our all of the the yuck that we have in our life god's love will meet us right 
where we're at, and it makes us think about our communities, makes us think about our neighbors, our, our co-workers, our friends at school. God's love wants to meet them right where they're at. And progressively, he'll draw them and conform them into the image of Jesus. And so we're here for our last awakening And as I think about where we're going today, I need to realize that I don't deserve God's love. I don't deserve it. And yet he gives it to me freely. And not only does God give me his love, but God gives me a new life. He revived my soul. I'm able to hear him now. I'm able to connect with him emotionally, physically, spiritually. I can, I can worship him like I never could before because I'm alive. And if you're in Christ, you're alive. And if you're not in Christ, you're not alive. You're not in life to the love of God. And God wants to love on you because there's one thing that you need to grab a hold of is that there's a thief. There's a thief. And the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, right? Jesus says there's a, you know, he, he's talking about this parable, but in another place in John 10, 10, he says the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now, let's think about those verbs, those words right there. Though, you know, he comes to steal, steal the purposes that God has for every one of us. God has some wonderful purposes for us. He wants to kill your life. He wants to kill all the God life out of you. And he wants to destroy us in the process. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life. Ain't that amazing? The thief comes to kill and steal and destroy. He wants to to kill everything that God has for us. He wants to steal everything God has for us. He wants to destroy everything God has for us. And if you look at from Genesis 3 all the way throughout to Revelations, you'll see where the enemy came in and he tries to, to, to distort God's word to keep us away from fellowship with him and all of this life that we could have in God. You need to know this, beloved, that if you're walking with God, there's life. There's life even in dead situations. There's life even in dead relationships. There's life. There's vibrancy. There's abundance. He said, I came to give you life, Jesus said. I come to give you life and life to the full. In other words, not half. God never, get, God never does anything halfway. People do. God does everything full. God does everything to the max. God does everything to the fullest. I came to give you an abundant life. How many of you can say, I have an abundant life? I have abundant life in Jesus. It doesn't matter what circumstance I'm going through. It doesn't matter what I'm facing physically. It doesn't matter what the, 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 the news says. It doesn't matter what the storm says. I have an abundant life in Jesus. And that's our memory verse. That's our memory verse. That's something that we should all know. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life to the full or life in abundance. You won't be in the molly grubs. There are so many God winks going on 
in our world, you know what a God wink is? When God just smiles and he winks, he says, I'm here. We were at the, we were at the, um, where were we yesterday? <sighs> we were at the little hooves, big hearts. I've been in so many places. I've been in so many places. Um, we were at Little Hooves Big Hearts yesterday. And all these LWC peeps chipping in, putting their hands and feet into action, making a difference in a ministry, in a 501c3 organization, which Living Word Chapel supports, that Tammy and Paul Mockby are leading with some wonderful, wonderful staff. And they're going into the lives of, of children that have disabilities, into the lives of youth. That, that, I was talking to Tammy. She said, you know, some, some of these kids don't talk. They're, they have so much uh, uh, trauma. I was going to say drama, but trauma and drama. How many of you know that trauma breeds drama? And so they've got these things, and, and they go into care homes, and they bring those horses, those little horses in there, and those little horses have a way to connect. In fact, when they go into a hospice, those little horses, they do something really crazy. They know when it's close to their time, and they just really kind of snuggle to these individuals that are ready to die. And these horses, somehow they know what's going on. So we went over there, and we, clipped, we cleaned up a lot of horse poo-poo. And we waxed vehicles, that waxed trailers, and we did, it's incredible. And all these Living Word Chapel people were there. And if you were there, thank you so much. And if you weren't there, you're probably busy. But all of us together, we make a difference because God gave us an abundant life in Jesus. That's the only reason we have an abundant life in Jesus. You have an abundant life in Jesus. Now, if you're not experiencing that, if maybe you haven't, you haven't said, Lord, I, I want you to be Lord of my life. Because when he's Lord of your life, you have an abundant life in Jesus. We were at the Copper Corridor the week before. And th th these two ladies that put this together, the best friends of Giovanna, they, Pastor, please come here and come here. You talk, because we're, we, we, we don't want to talk. You, you talk. And so, you know, the Lord says, I, I have abundance for everybody. And, and he lets us be spokespersons. And he gets us out of ourselves. And, and then Rick and Debbie Ann, they were incredible. And Mike and all of the Living Word Chapel people, they were incredible. They were all over the place ministering. We didn't even know who some of these people were. But we brought the abundant life of Jesus to a community that needed it. Why? Because we have life in God. That's why I want to share three points. I'm going to call them life-giving points. How do we awaken to these life-giving points? We open up our hearts, right? How many of you are ready to open up your hearts to Jesus and everything he has for you? Anyone here, just, you just want everything God has for you. You know what? Death is waiting. I don't know, tomorrow, next week, it's waiting for us. But can I tell you, whenever we're here, let's be an abundant Christian and walk in the life of God. Amen? Let's just walk in fullness of what God has for us. 
And here, here are the three points, okay? Number one, point number one, this is so important. There is an eternal life that is available to you right now in Christ. There's an eternal life that's available to you right now in Christ. And can I tell you that eternal life doesn't start when you die? Eternal life starts the day you believe in Jesus. My eternity started the day I believe in Jesus 27 years ago. 20, about 25. 25 years ago. I'm, gonna, I'm just exaggerating two years up. 25 years ago, my eternal life started in Christ. My eternity started. I love the way that uh, uh, Lecrae, anyone ever heard Lecrae? Anyone? I love Lecrae. He sold millions of, millions of, 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 uh, of records, and, and he's a rapper. He's a Christian rapper. He says, if I'm wrong about God, then I might have wasted my life. But if you're wrong about God, then you wasted your eternity. If I'm, and, and Lecrae's coming from a standpoint that he's vibrant, he's walking in the life of God, he's impacting people, he's impacting young people, he's impacting old people. He said, if I'm wrong, you may think that I wasted my life doing all these good things for people and being there and helping them, but if I'm right and you're wrong, you wasted your eternity. There is an eternal life that is available to you right now in Jesus Christ. And beloved, I don't want you to be wrong about God. I don't want you to be wrong about God. The more that I walk with Jesus, the more that I find out he's faithful, the more that I walk with Jesus, the more that I know that I have true life. The more that I walk with Jesus, the more I fear death less. To live as Christ and to die as gain. I was talking to someone at Circle K. The cashier said, you know, we don't know how much life we have. And I said, you know what's so awesome? Let me tell you something. I said, you know, if I walk with Jesus Christ and he tells me that to live in him is, is to have him every day of my life. To live in him is Christ. And then to die, guess what? It's gain. And she was like, just three days ago I went to go buy gum. And I was able to share Jesus. <laughs> the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Our supreme in authority, our kurios, that's a Greek word, kurios, supreme in authority, the, the great one, the one that has authority over everything. He's the creator and the sustainer of life. That song that we sang, I don't lean on my own understanding, but I lean on the one that is the maker of heaven. We lean on him. We lean on his greatness because he is the one that has life, the one that gives us life. And I love this scripture because it teaches us not only the reality of sin, but the consequences of sin. And sin, sin simply means that we miss a mark. We have failures. We live in error outside of God. And the Bible teaches us that sin is work. Sin 
is toil. You, you, you work through this. You toil. It's a slave master. Sin has a way to, to, to give us wages. You're working for, for, for this sin, and you're in this slavery. And, and, and the wages that sin brings, there's, there's wages, and that, that the wages are bondage, and there's bitterness, and there's brokenness, and there's divisiveness, and there's despair, and there's hurts, and there's rejection, and there's hopelessness to say a few Those are the wages that you get when you're in this life of sin. That's what this young son found out. He went out and he wasted his wealth on sinless living. I mean, sinful living. And he was paid these wages of bondage and bitterness and brokenness. And in our small groups, we've been hearing testimonies of individuals who've been trapped by sin and and a dead-end road. And how many of you have been going to small groups and hearing those testimonies on the video? Haven't they been impactful? And you, Anyone just raise your hand if you've been watching those? Huh? In fact, they've been impactful. If you're not in a small group, get in a small group, guys. It's where we, it's where we grow. And so we're getting in there and we're seeing how these, these, these individuals have been trapped by sin and a dead-end road. And, and then we're, we're also seeing where God has come into their lives and he has brought his life into their dead-end roads and their failures and all these situations, and he's brought them to a place of restoration and reconciliation, and he wants to bring you, beloved, you need to know this, he wants to bring you to a place of restoration, to be reconciled to the Father so that you can walk in his love and in his grace, and you will not walk in the effects of the death of sin. Sin doesn't have power over those who trust in Jesus. It doesn't mean that we don't mess up. It means that he's with us even in our mess-ups. And have you noticed that sin and that life, that progressive life, that when we're in our uh, death and sin and sin and death, that it has a way of affecting uh, us as individuals. It brings damage to us, but it also brings damage to our families. And when the, when the younger brother came and the father loved on him, the older brother, instead of him rejoicing, he got really upset. And his father said these words to him, which we need to grab a hold of. The father said to him, your brother was dead. And your brother was lost. Are you with me? Many of us were dead. Many of us were lost. And it teaches us the heart of God. The heart of God is he wants to restore us. He wants to revive us. He wants to give you vibrancy. He wants to give you life. He doesn't want for this world to conquer you. He wants for you to conquer the world through Jesus. He wants you to conquer your problems through Christ. He wants you to make it through your circumstances with the power of the living God. That's what we have. You know, the, 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 the Bible teaches us, it, it, all cor- it all correlates, it all coincides. It teaches us the very same thing that we see in the prodigal, the very same thing that we see in Genesis 3. You could write those things down. Genesis 3, I'm going to go do some research on that. You can see this, the same thing that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Look at what Paul writes. Paul writes this in in Ephesians chapter 2. He says, once, he's talking to Christians. He says, once you were, say with me that you were what? Dead. 
You were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, and many of us live there. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world who are obeying who? The devil, the thief who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So when people are doing things and they're shooting people from a, from a skyscraper and you wonder, why do they do things like that? It tells us in the Bible. It says, just like the rest of the world, you, you lived in sin and you were obeying the devil who is the commander of the powers in the unseen world. Our battle, our struggle is not against people. It's not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities and powers in dark places. When you're having trouble with people, when you're, when you're being tempted and all these things are coming on, taking you away from the purposes of God, don't you understand that there's an enemy behind that, that thief who comes to steal and kill and destroy? The Bible tells us very plainly what it means. He is the spirit at work at the heart, uh, in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us, Paul says, all of us, tell your neighbor, all of us, all of us used to live in that way. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and the inclinations of our sinful nature, nature. but our, by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. What he's saying is that none of us have an excuse. Every one of us are at enmity with God outside of Christ. All of us are living our lives in a dead circumstance. Remember the memory verse. The thief comes to, say with me, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. All of us have lived in sin. And God is here to give us eternal life. God wants to breathe God life into our spiritual lungs and give us eternal life. And look at how John put it. It's so clear. It helps us to really grab a hold of it. John, he wrote this. He said, he, being Jesus, came into the very world that he created. The reason for that is because he is God, God the Son. But the world did not, what, did not recognize him. He came to his own people. That's who? The Jews. He came to his own people. And even they rejected him. What did the Jews do when Jesus was, on the, uh, was before Pontius Pilate? They said, what? Crucify him, crucify him, the high priest. Okay, it all makes sense. And even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are, say with me, they are what? Reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God and that birth, that new birth, you're born again. And that day that you believe in Jesus, your eternal life starts right there. Let's go home. We didn't have to look at our other two points. That's good stuff. Now, if you haven't noticed what it says, it's a gift from God. He gave you the right to become children of God. It's a gift from God. All of us need to be reborn. Some of you today are going to accept Jesus. I, I just feel it in my spirit. Some of you are, right now, God's already moving. The Holy Spirit's moving in your heart, in your soul. You're going to say, Jesus, I need you. You're going to say that. I just, I just sense that. 
Point number two, there's a spirit-filled life ready for you now. There's a spirit-filled life ready for you now in Jesus. I love the way that A.W. Tolder, I love to read A.W. Tolder, he's such a sharp guy. He said, the spirit-filled life is not a special deluxe edition of Christianity. It is part and parcel of the total plan of God for his people. What he's saying is that this life lived in the power of the Holy Spirit is not something that you have to look for. You have to say, I need a second part. He says, it's here for you now in Jesus. The Holy Spirit wants to work in you. He's with us when you receive Christ. The Holy Spirit is not an it he is a he, the third person of the Godhead. Paul keeps on writing in Ephesians. He says, but God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even when we were dead because of our sins, now we're going back, remember now he's building on it? We're dead because of our sins, even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us, say with me, he gave us what? Life, when he raised Christ from the dead, it is only by God's grace that you have been saved, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ, and he seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. We are connected to Christ. We are one with Christ. He's in us. He's with us, and the power of the Holy Spirit fills our lives. And then you say, and there's nothing I hold on to. There's nothing I hold on to. This world has nothing I hold on to because I have a Savior. He's greater than anything that we have here. Why do we do the things that we do for God? Because he's greater than anything that we have here. There's nothing that we Hold on to. So we begin the spiritual journey. I love you too, bro. <laughs> I just got a text from Greg Marufo says, Love you, brother. Love you too. <laughs> brother, listen to the podcast, all right? So here's the spiritual life. I want you to think about it. You know that God speaks to us every day? God speaks to us every day. God is with us every day if you're, if you're a child of, of, of God in Christ. Did you know that? Now, we, don't, we might not hear him every day, but he speaks to us every day. He speaks to us through his eternal word, but let's even get, get even past that. He speaks to our hearts. He speaks to our life. But sometimes we can't hear them. And can I tell you why? Because we're not connected. There's a spiritual life that's waiting for all of us. There's a spiritual dimension that's waiting for every one of us. And we have it in Christ. And I'm going to put it in practical terms. I'm put it in practical terms. There's a source. There's a source to everything that you see and hear right now. We've got this sound equipment. You've got guitars. You've got these microphones. 
And when they're connected to the source, they can make a beautiful sound. And you can hear them like you've never heard them before. But if they're not connected to the source, if they're not united to the source, if, 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 if Ken back there, back there, if Kenny was to press mute, he disconnected it from the source. If he pulls the plug, he disconnected it from the source. The most important thing are not the microphones. The most important thing is the source. Kenny can make me sound good or he can make me sound horrible. I'm glad he loves me. See, you can hear me because there's a source, and that's exactly with God. You have to be connected to Christ. You have to be connected to him because then he revives you spiritually, and you're able to hear his voice. Have you ever said, Lord, I hear you? Like when you're, when you're going into a place that you shouldn't go, here's what happens when you're born again. You begin to hear the voice of God. You begin to feel conviction that you never felt before. You begin to live out things that you could never live out before. You get confidence that's crazy. You get abilities that you never knew. You love people that you never thought you could love. You change from being unfaithful to being faithful. You change from cussing like a sailor to being able to speak words where people understand you. You used to say, maybe in one sentence, you maybe said 15 F-bombs. Raise your hand if you've done that lately. <laughs> love your honesty, bro. Love it, dude. I love it. Wonderful. Bunch of liars in here, huh? <laughs> a bunch of liars. <laughs> Maybe not 15. But I didn't say 15, Pastor. It was about, 12, it was about 11. <laughs> but there's things that happen when the Holy Spirit comes in. When you live a spiritual life, you begin to change your life. Some of you guys have not tapped into the power of the Holy Spirit. Just like if I was not tapped into the sound, I would have to yell. It would sound like this. A big difference. Look, I would be talking like this. Yelling at my uh, biggest voice, but some people were, were, would not be able to understand. There are some people in here that are, have hearing impaired. They've got some th devices. Now I start talking like this. Jack, can you hear me? Earth to Jack. <laughs> Louis, can you hear me? Yes. There's others. Here's the thing. You're connected to this. You're connected to this audio system, and it just, it just does great things. That's how it is with God. The spiritual life that, the, that God brings us when we're connected to Christ, when we're connected to the vine, it'll change our life because we're connected to the Almighty. There's a spiritual life that's waiting for you. No different than Christy back there. She's doing this, you know, she's doing this. That's an important call. You better get it. She's doing this uh, 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 media, and, and in that, she's got, uh, uh, she's got it plugged in. But if she would uh, unplug that, that connection, we would not have these projectors. I mean, the projector would be on, but there would be no display. Do you understand the connection, how important that is? Your union with Christ. We've been united with Christ, and now our life, we're, we're with him in the heavenlies. Some of you guys don't look really excited about that, but I think it's the most excited thing in the world. You ever had a pipe, pipe going into your house with water? What happens when that pipe gets disconnected? You're calling the water company and a plumber, right? Like that for all of us. Let me tell you, if you're living in the Molly Grub, if you're living in, the, in, 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 in this place of desperation, in this place, are you connected? Are you spiritually connected? Because the Bible tells me that when I'm connected with Christ, not only do I have life, I have spiritual life. Not only, I'm not waiting to enjoy myself until I get to heaven. I'm not waiting for that. I know that because I have Jesus, I can enjoy myself right now. I can have 
a lot of blessings right now. Point number three. There is an abundant life available for you now in Christ. Someone kind of just tap your neighbor and say, hey, dude, are you living that? Hey, sweetie, are you living that abundant life? You know what I mean? Are you, are you living that abundant life? Notice the, the young son comes back, the prodigal. We're going to close with this, guys. The young son comes back, you know, and, 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 and the father, he, he, he tells the servant, he says, go and kill the fattened calf. Go and kill. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna run a lap around the church right now. But go and kill the fat calf. Get ready, son. Go kill the fat calf. Go kill the fat calf. You know what I mean? Excited. Go and kill the fat calf. Right? He's so excited. Why? Why is he so excited? You know what's cool about killing the fat calf? Had someone last week. They brought me a steak. <laughs> and he said, I killed the fan calf. I killed on my on my ranch. I killed the killed a cow and, and I brought you some, some steaks. Check this out. He said, we had to celebrate. Now, now, the, now some of when we get religious, that's an older son. Okay? Why are you doing this? He hasn't done nothing. He squandered your money on prostitutes and whores and all these things. And you're throwing a party. Some of us, why are you doing this? Why, you know, let's think about it. When we went to the, 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 the prayer vigil, why did we go there? Why did we go there? Because God loves people. He said, we had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead. But now he's not dead. He's what? He's alive. Are you a walking dead man? Are you a walking dead woman? Are you alive in Christ? He was lost. We didn't know where he was. He didn't know where he was. How many of you, when you were walking in the world, you were dead in your sins, you were lost, you were doing things that you were ashamed of now, and, and you were just, you did them because you were lost. How many of us have done that? He said he was lost, but now he's found younger son he found out that not only did his father love him and welcome him but he welcomed him with an abundant life and he said let's celebrate and beloved if you're not celebrating the goodness of God you're missing out if we're not celebrating the goodness of God you need to find the God of goodness he's got so much to share he's got so much to share He's got so much peace. He's got so much direction. He's got so much guidance. He's got so much confidence. You'll never go to sleep when you find Jesus. Well, you will sleep, but you know what I'm saying. You won't slumber. You'll be excited and passionate of the goodness of God. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that life that they can have it to the full. Wow. Wow. The psalmist, he put it like this. The psalmist said, 
you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence and with eternal pleasures at your right hand. See, that's the God that we serve. That's the God that we serve. A God of life, a God of abundance, a God of joy, a God that has pleasures for us and not pleasures that are going to lead you down a road of bondage, but pleasures that are going to lead you down a road of freedom and grace and excitement. And my prayer for every person here is for you to hold on, grab on to Jesus today. And don't let go because he's got a wonderful plan for your life. And he said, in this world, you'll have trials, you have tribulation. We look around us, there's trials, there's tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Isn't that what, don't you just want to go like this? If you could, you don't need to think about it. If you could, I want you guys to get up right now. I want you to go. It's like if you're reaching out and then reach in. And if you're Latino, you do this. If you're African American, do this. Because you got to shake the, you know. brought you here today because he wants to give you life and there's some of you in here today that you've never really connected with Jesus you've never said I am going to make him my Lord and my Savior I'm going to make him my Lord and my Savior today's the day that I choose him as my Savior and Lord I want you to pray this prayer with me it says it's simple Heavenly Father thank you for the eternal life and abundant life which is in Jesus Christ. I confess today without him in my life, I just exist instead of living life in its fullness. I just survive instead of thriving with the goodness of God. I limit myself without reaching my full potential, which is in the power of his resurrection. So today, I choose to live my life as a follower of Jesus embracing all that you have for me in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray all heads heads down, all heads bowed. If you're here today and this is you, I want you to raise your hand and say, you know what, today I am giving my all to Jesus. I'm giving my life to Jesus. Yes, I see your hand. Praise the Lord. I see your hand, bro. I see your hand in the back. Beautiful. Dear lady, God else you're saying this is me today i'm giving my life to jesus i'm giving my life to christ amen because he's giving his life to you now you guys can look at me guys and girls isn't god good leave here today embracing the fullness that god has for each of us I don't care what circumstance you're facing. The God that we serve is a God who's alive and well, and you're alive and well in him. Let's stand up and worship him. 
This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.